0: You are listening to the Advisor Solutions Podcast, episode 67. Welcome to the Advisor Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Finley, president of Advisor Solutions. Are you on a production plateau or worse yet, your business is spiraling downward and you don't know what to do? If so, know this, you are not alone. Most financial advisors, insurance agents, wholesalers, branch managers, and even agency managers don't have a well-thought-out process for creating a comeback in their business. And they don't even know it. And the reason they don't know it is because they've never really learned a stepwise approach to getting past the emotional impact of what's happening to them right now and knowing what to do to pick themselves up. In other words, they don't know how to mentally prepare for a business breakthrough when they're having a business breakdown so what do you do Well, you have two choices you can keep doing what you're doing and you're gonna keep getting what you're getting or you could create what I call a business comeback and that's what we're gonna talk about today how to create a business comeback so that you can take your business to the next level so if you're ready to learn a process to create your business comeback Then stick around. So why this topic? Why would you want to learn how to create your business comeback? Think of it this way. Let's say that you're a a professional athlete that used to be great in your career. In the last few seasons, things aren't really going so well. You're not at the top of your game. Granted, you haven't been cut from the team, nobody was really talking about how great you are anymore. Now, what would it be like if you went to a sports psychologist and he or she got you out of your slump? (laughs) It'd be a game changer, wouldn't it? And that's why I wanted to do this podcast today. Because I want you to understand that there is a way for you to have a business breakthrough, even if you're in the middle of a business breakdown. And you can have more success than you ever thought possible. Now, what we're going to do is cover three things in this podcast. First, winning the inner game of business so that you have a process for getting back into the game. Second, the five C's for creating your business comeback so that your breakdown becomes a breakthrough. And third, understanding the next level so that you know what to do when you're ready to succeed. Now, Before we jump into those three things that we're going to talk about in this podcast, I need to ask you a few questions. What would your business be like if you knew exactly what to do to get mentally tough? Would you feel energized? Would you feel empowered? Would you like your business more? And would you apply what you learn? If the answer is yes, then let's begin. (music) Winning the inner game of business. Successful athletes know that they face two opponents in every single game. It's the other team and the inner opponent. It's that little voice inside your head. Similarly, successful financial advisors know that most sales are won from the inside out. As growing a business is really about having a strong mental skill set to be able to create the steady stream of success that you want over and over again take joe and that's not his real name a financial advisor with 15 years of experience that's currently a client of mine when he initially contacted me to discuss his challenges i quickly realized that this was a man whose inner opponent was clearly defeating him so i explained that the solution was to increase his mental skill sets for winning what i call the inner game of business Once he could master that, he'd be back into the game, and he'd be back on top of his game as well. So let's take a look at how we can get back into the game and make a comeback in your business. So what I did, I was, right away, I was curious to find out a little bit more about him, and I asked Joe about the evolution of his business to get a better idea of the situation. So I simply asked him to share what happened during the first five years of, of his business, And he explained to me that in the first five years, he was constantly having record years, year after year. As a result, he loved the business, and he had a positive attitude towards his future. He went on to say that in his business, after the fifth year, he had a a plateau. And he went on to say that his business plateau had been for years, through years six to ten. And then he realized later that it was because he was comfortable with being complacent. And unfortunately, that resulted in a decrease in his business each year, year after year. And the past several years until right now, he was doubting whether or not he should stay in the business. He was doubting whether or not he had the right career altogether. And I commented that typically when a professional athlete is in a mental slump, they don't throw in the towel, but instead they seek help by a Sports psychologist. You see, a sports psychologist would, would work with them on understanding what's going on, what's going on internally, what's, what's known as the performance pyramid, really, which really has three levels to it, three levels to sharpen their mental skill sets. Here's what they are. Increase your basic mental skill sets. That's the first level. It's, some, it's actually sometimes the hardest to do for anyone to, to actually sit down and, and really analyze that to make a comeback because it's hard to really accept that, that they need to get back into the basics of what they were doing. In other words, a professional football player, for an example, doesn't want to be told how to hold the football anymore. They know how to hold the football. <laughs> Likewise, an advisor in a slump, a financial advisor or an insurance fi- advisor or whatever... When they're in a slump, they don't want to be told to change their attitude towards prospecting, so to speak. However, the first level of performance, the performance pyramid, is really about rebuilding a strong mental foundation by focusing on essential mental skill sets, such as having a positive attitude, finding motivation, setting goals, establishing accountability, and making a commitment to increase their communication and really get to that next level. See, what Joe needed... He needed to get back to the basics every day in order to get his head back into the game. So we clearly defined what successful advisors were doing and what a successful outcome would be like in the moment if he focused on those things. And if we focused on his mental skill sets, what would that look like? And so we went to work on putting a plan together and putting it into action. And then we went to the next step. Increasing your preparatory skills. So for Joe, it didn't take long before he started to feel a little bit better about himself. I decided we needed to go to the next, next level by sharpening his skill sets on what to do. His preparatory skills, which are the mental skill sets that athletes use immediately before they perform. So examples of this might be, let's say, a professional golfer taking a practice swing. I'm sure you've done that before. Or professional basketball player is just about to do a free throw and, and dribbles the ball twice. The two most important activities at this tier are really to have a, a positive self-talk and a positive mental imagery. See, for a financial advisor or an insurance agent or anyone that's in the financial services industry, that may include telling yourself that you're going to make the sale and picturing, you know, actually doing it the prospect signing the paperwork to become a client. Joe quickly embraced the process, but was admittedly amazed at at how taking five minutes before the meeting with a a prospect that he was going to meet with made him feel much more confident. So we went to the next step. Increasing your performance skills. So the third level of the performance pyramid focuses on on what an athlete, or in Joe's case, an advisor, does during the big game. So Joe's big game happened when he, he had a second meeting with a million-dollar referral. To help him close, I explained that there, there are three ways to increase his performance skills. First, we focused on managing anxiety. Second, we, we focused on his emotions. And third, we, we focused on his concentration. In order for Joe to accomplish this, I knew he needed to, to not only prepare for the appointment, but to role-play every step of it so that he could be conditioned to successfully close at the end. And then we went to the next step. The final score. Joe went into the meeting with a new level of confidence. He was focused. He was calm. He was genuinely actually excited. He wanted to help the prospect. He asked the right types of questions, made a great Connection with this person and effortlessly closed. It was easy for him. And that increased his confidence. And it increased his comeback. So the next time that you step into your business playing field, be sure to tap into your inner game by preparing for it and sharpening your mental skill sets. And that way, you're on the road to heading towards a victory. And that's what Joe did. But let's get a deeper dive into how to create a comeback for you. Let's go into the five C's to creating your business comeback. So you can take a page out of Joe's playbook and get success. (music) The five C's to creating your business comeback. Before we get into the common challenges and solutions for getting out of your slump, I think we should talk about this phrase that I've been using. The five C's. Now, the five C's are what sports psychologists have used when using psychology to help players to to bridge the gap between the player's ability and their mental state of mind so that they get the results they want. The five C's were named after the first letter of each of the core concepts that a coach helps the player learn when honing before and during the game. And here's what they are. Number one, commitment. Number two, communication. Number three, concentration. Number four, control. And number five, confidence. You see, when you have all these, you have the makings of a comeback. And with the goal of helping organizations create psychologically informed players, or in this case, advisors, using the five C's is the best way to turn your business around and have that comeback that you want it. In other words, helping you to have the right state of mind in order to get that comeback. See, this is really about what we talked about, the basic mental skill sets to take your business to the next level and how we do this in the financial services industry. Now, I know that you're not a professional athlete, but this process, it can help you too. It can help you become your own coach so that you can focus on getting back into the game, developing your own mental toughness. Also, I'm going to try to translate what sports psychologists do for athletes to our industry, to to what you're doing in the financial services industry every day so that you can succeed. So let's take a look at the five Cs and how you can use them to create your comeback and get back into the game to get the success you've always wanted. (music) The first C, commitment. When you're on a production plateau or in a business slump where your production is just going down year after year, well, it might be hard to have commitment. You may find that the root cause of what's really going on with that slump is your level of commitment, which is kind of ironic. (laughs) It's the commitment to your own success. I've told countless prospects and even former clients who decided they weren't really applying what I was teaching them, quote, I can't care more about your business than you do, unquote. You see, if your commitment is low, then your results are going to be low. It's just a fact. So on a scale of one to 10, one being the lowest and 10 being the highest, how would you score your level of commitment? Are you a one, a three, a five, a seven, or a 10? Where are you? Hopefully, you've come up with a number in your mind. In order to increase that level of commitment, you need to ask yourself some tough questions. Number one, what's your purpose with this business? Number two, why are you in the business? Number three, are your actions aligned with your purpose? Here's an example of what one advisor said when I asked those questions. He said, Quote, my purpose is to help people have a comfortable retirement. The reason why I'm in this business is to help as many people as I can before I retire because nobody really helped my parents and I saw them struggle in retirement. Unquote. Okay, so I understood his purpose and the reason why he's in the business. So I asked the same question again Are your actions aligned with your purpose? In other words, are you prospecting every day? To find one more person to help. And he simply replied, no, I'm not. And then I asked him, how are you living your purpose if your actions don't support your purpose? He simply said, I'm not. And finally, I asked, what do you need to do to increase your commitment to helping others and eventually getting better results? He instantly knew, and then he replied, I need to be serious about my business, and I need to help one more person today and every day. So what I did is I recommended that he use this as a mantra and write it out on a post-it note, stick it to his computer, and also to put it on his screensaver. So he did. He did, and he increased his commitment because he was thinking about his purpose all day long. Let's go to the second C. The second C, communication. You might not know this, but how you communicate to yourself can be the difference between winning and losing. Let me explain what I mean. (laughs) It reminds me of a story that happened years ago when I was a rookie. See, years ago, when I was a rookie, I was rushing out the door one day to go see a prospect and try to close him when I passed by a a buddy of mine. He said, are you going to a meeting? I said, yeah. He quickly replied, good luck. And without even thinking about it, I said, he'll have to think about it. He laughed and he said, he will with that attitude. And with that, he walked away. I thought about that the entire ride there. I thought about that during the presentation. And I thought about it when I got in the car after the presentation and I had closed him. And I believe that the reason that I closed him was because I made a conscious choice that it was my attitude and my words that I was saying to myself that was going to change the situation. I obviously subconsciously felt that most presentations ended the same way, with the prospect saying, quote, I need to think about it, unquote. And as a result, I didn't get the sale a lot of times. Also, I must have internalized my results and then seemed to come back in a negative way as the minute he said, good luck. When I said, he'll have to think about it, that's like being a football player that goes into the game saying, well, we're probably going to lose anyway. Now, if you heard that player talk like that, what do you think that player is going to contribute to the team? Probably not much. In fact, you might be thinking to yourself, with that kind of an attitude, that player could really infect the team with a negative attitude. The point is, You need to change your communication with yourself if you want to have a comeback. And it's easy. It's just a three-step process to conquer your negative inner dialogue, your negative inner advisor that you're hearing all day long. Step one, understand the negative inner dialogue. In other words, you'll need to think about it. That would be me hearing that and going, ooh, that was negative. Step two, have a relief question. So what a relief question does is it questions the validity of what you're saying to yourself. Here's an example. What's the evidence that this is true? Have I ever closed anyone? And the answer was yes, I have. Step three, positive counter statement. What this does is it backs up the previous step. And it might sound like this. All I need to do is to learn a process for finding the real objection and then learn the process for how to handle the real objection. Next, I could practice that process over and over again, and finally, I could be ready and even look forward to objections the next time. (laughs) You see, when you apply this type of process to your own communication process to yourself, it's a game changer because you're changing your mindset. You're building mental toughness. Let's go to the third C. The third C. Concentration. If you've been applying the solutions of the first two C's, you most likely are starting to change. And one of the first places that you'll see this change is in your level of focus or concentration. Concentration is merely the ability to focus on a specific task at the right time, the right place, and in the right way until it's completed. Now, we can take a a macro view of concentration by having, having a look at a specific tool. So here's what I mean. Concentrating on your entire day by using the tool that I call the bottom line list. It's a tool which I created, which just maps out five things to focus on during the day, each for 45 minutes. Here's what the five are. Number one, prospecting. Number two, client servicing. Number three, prospect follow-up. Number four, getting ready for appointments or being in appointments, and number five, miscellaneous, anything that doesn't fit under the previous four categories. When you turn your day into a game of sticking to each of these bottom-line activities and rewarding yourself or punishing yourself for winning or losing the game, you start to enjoy the the journey a little bit more. You start to like the game. You start to like your business. Also, you're now focused because you're focusing on 45 minutes. But let's take a micro-approach. On concentration. See, a micro approach would be to focus on each of these activities, but mapping out kind of the sub-steps to these activities. Well, let's say the first one, prospecting. You could break down the steps of prospecting into the very first step, what I call framing the conversation. It's what you say in the first 30 seconds, intro, reason, through benefits, and close. (laughs) And then you're going to expect an objection, and you have to ask yourself, Okay, is it real? Is it true? Or is it not true? And if it's not true, which most are not true, like, well, I'm busy. Send me some information. Let me think about it. Give me a call next week. All those things, well, they require a smokescreen technique to find the real objection. I've talked about it in other, other podcasts. And the next step would be to handle the real objection, the core objection, with a, with a strategy called the objection resolution model so you can overcome the objection. The point is, when you concentrate on all of these things, when you focus on a macro and a micro level, it's a game changer. Your comeback is going to happen a lot faster than if you don't. And this is what I teach. I teach my clients this all the time. They learn the tips, tools, techniques, strategies, and solutions to take a look at everything that they're doing to get better at doing it. And you can, too. Let's go to the fourth C. The fourth C, control. In the world of sports psychology, control is simply how you manage your mental state of mind during the game and actually even in practice. How you feel regardless of the numbers on the scoreboard can be the difference between winning and losing. So a a sports psychologist might have an athlete get introduced to to their own emotional self-awareness and control by doing things like self-talk affirmations, breathing techniques, or supporting other teammates, or or them supporting the athlete that's trying to make a comeback. Unfortunately, you're kind of on your own in this business, unless you're a part of a big team, a large team that's constantly giving each other emotional support. You need to learn how to support yourself, and it's what I call the emotional roller coaster ride learning how to get off the emotional roller coaster ride, so to speak. And I've designed a tool, a tool called the One Minute Business Coach, to do just that. And what it does, it helps you to understand your emotional highs and your emotional lows during the day. It also helps you to understand why you had those highs and why you had those lows and what you want to reinforce the positive and what you want to learn from or change the behavior of the negative. You see... If something was positive and it gave you an emotional high, it's a win. But if something was negative and it gave you an emotional low, it's a loss. But here's the best part. Loss is never really a loss if you learn from it. That way, you tend to not repeat the loss. Let me explain what I mean. Years ago, I created that tool, the One Minute Business Coach. You See, I got the idea one night because of a book that I read back in the 80s, actually, The One Minute Manager. And the premise behind the book was think about what you're going to say for a minute, go say it to that employee, and then for a minute, and then evaluate how you did for a minute. (laughs) And I asked myself, if I had to coach myself or anyone for one minute, what would I do? So I created this tool, the one-minute business coach exercise. And the next day, I had a session with one of my clients at 9 o'clock. It was done by 9.45, and I realized I was on an emotional low. So I pulled out that one minute business coach exercise and I started to fill it out. What I realized was 80% of the coaching session was focused on the challenge and only 20% on the solution. So when I filled out the first row of the exercise, it went like this. The time, 9.45, the business facet, it was a, a client meeting, the activity. Well, 80% of the time was on the challenge and 20% on the solution. Was it a win? Nope. Was it a loss? Yep. So I checked off that box. What do I want to reinforce? Well, nothing from that. But what do I want to change? What's my new behavior pattern? I want to turn this around and do 20% of the time on the challenge and 80% of the time on the solution. So I finished it up and I went into the next session and sure enough... That client, Gail, a great client who's unfortunately no longer with us, well, she went into the challenge, and she was going on and on about the challenge. And I said, hey, i got to explain what I just created, and I told her about the one-minute business coach exercise. And I said, so what I learned was I want to spend 80% of the time on the solution and only 20% of the time on the challenge. Get this, I said to her. I get your challenge. So you don't have to keep talking about it. She said, good, I don't want to keep complaining. And I said, good, I don't want to keep hearing it. And we laughed and we moved on. But what I learned from that was I changed my mental state of mind. <laughs> and I changed hers too. See, what that did was help me control my mental state of mind. And actually, I learned from it. I learned to reinforce a new behavior pattern, which I've been doing for years, which is really to focus on 80% of the time with the solution. 20 percent of the time on the challenge in fact it changed the standard of how i allow coaching clients to be coached and i hope you're starting to see that having these kind of tools can actually set you up for success so let's go to the last one the fifth c the fifth c confidence as i researched more and more about what a sports psychologist does I stumbled across an example of how an athlete might change their level of confidence during a game when they feel that they're far enough ahead to have a sure win. But what about the opposite? What about the biggest Super Bowl blowout in history, which was in 1990, by the San Francisco 49ers over the Denver Broncos? Now, you might not remember the game, but it was a a 45-point difference. San Francisco was 55 and Denver was 10. How confident were the Broncos in the first five minutes of the Super Bowl versus the last five minutes? (laughs) You might think that, well, it was a natural reaction, because at that point it was hopeless. The point I'm trying to make is that most people need the results to be a certain way before they have a high level of confidence. Conversely, most people lose their confidence when they continue to get bad results. So what's the secret to building confidence? It's simple. It's a two-part formula. And here's what it is. Technical expertise plus experience equals confidence. (laughs) Let me tell you a quick story that illustrates how to build confidence. I told this in the last podcast, but it bears worth repeating. So years ago, I had a client in L.A. She was a junior advisor working for her mom at the time at Edward Jones. Her mom had been a stockbroker for 25 years, and she didn't do any kind of life insurance whatsoever. (laughs) She felt like a glorified assistant, and she didn't have a lot of confidence. In fact, she was doing her mom's assistant's job most of the time. So, we mapped out a cross-selling process, and we decided to do life insurance. But I asked her, do you know anything about life insurance? And she said, no, I don't know anything about it. So, I had to help her build her confidence. So we started working on her technical expertise. I had her find a a quote on herself. So she understood the the quote, how to do it, and the paperwork. A week later, she understood all of it, and she said it was easy. So we mapped out what to say, increasing the technical expertise. What to say, how to say it, how to handle objections when she called the client base. And she knew what to do. And a week later... She told me she had six closing appointments, (laughs) but she didn't have any experience. Well, the following week, she went into those meetings and we had practiced many, many times and she closed most of those and her confidence went through the roof. You see, her mom never viewed her as an assistant again. She added value to her clients, her mom and herself. The best part about all of this was that she created the confidence for herself to be able to to create her own identity with inside that business. And that made all the difference for her and her mother. The point of that story is that you can build confidence in anything as long as you just do the formula. Technical expertise plus experience. (music) The next level. So I said that we're going to cover three things in this podcast. First, winning the inner game of business. Check, we did that. Second, the five C's to creating your business comeback. Check, we did that too. Now what we're going to talk about is the next level. The steps that you need to take when you're ready for success. You probably know by now that creating your business comeback is absolutely something you can do. But what you might not know is that getting the right coach and the right coaching to create that comeback is going to happen a lot faster than if you don't. In fact, I've been in the industry for 30 years. I've been coaching since 2004. And as a result, I've taken a lot of financial advisors, insurance agents, wholesalers, branch managers, and agency managers of all types to the next level. And the only real question is, are you ready for the next step? So what is the next step? Well, the next step is simple. It takes about 30 seconds, and I say this all the time, but it's probably the best step you could ever take. And here's why. You could either disregard everything that you heard in this podcast and go back to doing what you're doing, and nothing will change. And that's the wrong step in the wrong direction. Or you could take less than 30 seconds to, to take a step in the right direction. And here's how. Email me at dan at advisorsolutionsinc.com and simply write let's talk in the subject line along with a little bit about yourself and we'll set up a time for a free coaching session and that's absolutely the right step in the right direction because if you do you're going to start to get a process for making better connections camaraderie and ancillary learning and it's probably the step you've always needed to take in your business and also you'll be able to create your business comeback well, thank you for listening to this Advisor Solutions Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please be sure to subscribe so you can listen each week. Also, check us out on the web at com. And finally, if you like what you heard and you want to know more about the Advisor Solutions Group Coaching Program or the Advisor Solutions Individual Coaching Programs, please email me at Dan at com, I would be happy to set up a free coaching session if that's what you'd like. Again, that's Dan at com. Please join us next week as we help advisors and agents build a better business, one solution at a time.